Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous, uh, what is it, Tuesday morning? My mind went blank on me. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing well today and having a good day so far. And uh, it's uh, supposed to be it rainy and cold, but yesterday was wonderful. Goodness, for a better day yesterday and uh, had a good time. Uh, like I said, uh, once a year we uh, take a little time off uh, for my birthday and we go up to uh, Pigeon Forge and uh, love eating huck fins and uh, run around up there a little bit. So I wait all, wait all year to get to go up there and do that. And we had a ball yesterday. Uh, but pray for my little girl. She's not uh, feeling well and uh, we got to take her to the doctor today. Hopefully she'll get to feeling better. And uh, I'm thinking it might be something viral, but you know, the flu's going around real bad right now, so let's pray that that's, that's not what she has. So um, keep her in your prayers as you go out and about today. But uh, hard to believe, one week from today is Christmas Eve. That just does not seem possible at all. I just, where has the time gone? I don't, it's crazy, man. I just, I don't, can't believe how fast time has went by. You know, I just feel like it was literally summer and all of a sudden now we're here at christmas it just don't seem possible i tell you, i wish the summer months were longer than the winter cold months i wish we only had like a couple months of the year of winter and the rest of the time was summer that would tickle me to death but um, unfortunately it doesn't work that way but uh, hopefully everybody's getting their their christmas shopping done <clears throat> if you like me you better cover yourself in prayer big time because i tell you what trying to drive Oh, I hate going into Walmart. It's just, it is a nightmare of uh, just people are just so hostile and rude and hateful. And it's just, oh, I tell you what, it just, I just want to, I just have to really pray hard, you know, just like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, just, it is what it is. And uh, just, just watch yourself. Uh, as, as my, as I as always say, and uh, stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> so stay in your lane, stay the course, and don't let, uh, the negativity uh, uh, ruin your Christmas spirit. So, if you have your Bibles handy, get out to your Bibles. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I know we're in a technological age, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, obviously, or I wouldn't be on here. But, um, uh, but use those Bibles. Please use your Bibles. Read them. Underline them. Highlight. Use, wear them Bibles out. That's what they're there for. And uh, I tell you what, if you have a worn out Bible, that says that uh, you're, you're doing something right. So um, don't, uh, don't neglect that. It's surprising at the amount of people. Hold on just one second here. Sorry about that. It's about to take care of real quick. Anyway, um, but it's amazing the amount of people out there who don't... Uh, know how to um, look up scripture. Uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, you know, if you say, turn to Romans chapter eight. Now, if you're a baby Christian, uh, never been uh, raised in a church, well, obviously that's understandable. Well, I'm not putting anybody down. I don't make a fun of you, but no stretch of imagination. But as Christians, we really need to be proficient in those Bibles. And it worries me when I see people who are seasoned Christians, and you say, turn to this, and they don't know what you mean by chapter and verse. And uh, so that uh, that's to be concerning about. So that's why it's imperative that we, uh, we know our Bibles. Maybe we should start doing, when I went to uh, Tri-City Christian years ago, uh, we used to have what they call Bible drills. And uh, they, you take your Bible, I'm getting my Bible right here. You take your Bible, all right, like so. I'll get in front of the camera. You put your thumbs right in the middle like that, because oftentimes you do that right in the middle. 
well, maybe look like a liar with the mic up. But normally, I go to like Psalms or Proverbs, you're right in the middle, normally. And we would have to take those Bibles, and they would say, Romans 8, 28. And you'd have to go as fast as you could, try to see who would uh, find that verse the fastest. Might be something fun we could do. Uh, um, uh, maybe one Sunday, Wednesday evening, maybe we'll do some Bible drills and see how it goes. But anyway, <clears throat> we're going to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. So let me bring this up here. Let me get the slide up here. Give me just a second to get this going. Let's see. There we go. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So, uh, and uh, one other thing here I want to, to point out. Let's see, let me get this back up here. Um, I want to turn over here to Romans 8.28. I should have probably already had this up here. We'll take just a second here. But uh, Romans 8.28, obviously what we just read. And a lot of people struggle with that because of, the, of suffering and things that we have to go through, uh, it, it's a struggle. And it's thinking, you know, how in the midst of some of the most horrible things in the world, we, we see this verse, and we, we, it's hard to understand. But if you look over here at Romans 8, um, let's see here. Um, where was that at? Uh, hold on here. Well, uh, no, that ain't it. Just trying to find, there's another verse I was wanting to read along with that. And now I can't seem to, well... That's why, because I was in chapter 9, not chapter uh, 8. <laughs> That's why I thought, where's that verse? Verse 35 is what I thought. Verse 35 said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's imperative that we read these. If you go on, when you read Romans 8, 28, go on and read verses uh, 35 through, th through 39, and particularly take note uh, the verse um, uh, 39, well, 35 too. The thing of it is that nothing can separate from the love of Christ, okay? Let's keep that in, in, in proper perspective there. Nothing can. And so when we see that all things work together for good, you know, it's hard to understand. When we see little children dying of cancer, we see uh, uh, tsunamis wiping out people, uh, we, we have uh, lost uh, loved ones and friends in our lives, you know, it's like how... Do all things work together for good that love God, who are called according to his purpose? It's hard to understand that. But again, those of us who are of a finite mind cannot understand an infinite God. God sees past, present, and future. He knows all things, obviously. He's omniscient, omnipresent. In other words, he's everywhere and knows all things, okay? And so it is, uh, it's, it's hard for us who can only see, uh, well, I think a good example would be, and you may have heard me use this illustration before, is say a, a hunter come across a bear with its paw caught in a bear trap. Well, in order to spring that trap, he has to push the, the paw of that bear further down into that trap in order to, to release and spring it open. What well, to the bear, you know, right there's an example of all things work together for good, is to the bear here, the, the, the hunter is trying to do a good act and to help and to save this creature but to the bear, the hunter is only making it worse and, and making it more painful, and they don't understand. See, they can't see the bigger picture of what's going on, and that's what we do. 
sometimes we go through a lot of pain and problems and tribulations. We don't understand it. All we see is the pain and the hurt, and we, and, and, and we don't understand that we're being freed from a trap that the old devil has set for us. And God, Jesus Christ, is the one who is the, uh, has the keys to our freedom. And so we don't always understand why we have to go through these certain pains and tribulations and how that all things work together for good. But, you know, you can look at different stories throughout the Bible. Look at Joseph, for example. Here his brothers kidnapped him, threw him into a pit, sold him into slavery. I mean, you, get, you know, he's in prison. He uh, probably thought, you know, it'd be easy to think, well, God's gave up on me. What have I done? You know, you know, why, you know, why is this happening to me? And these things might have went through his head. You know, we don't know, but um, uh, it'd be natural if it did. But he stayed true to to God. You know, he didn't get discouraged. He allowed his faith to continue and to trust in the Lord. And eventually he was able to um, uh, bring understanding to the dreams the king was having and ended up being uh, really the right-hand man to the king and, and was practically a ruler. And uh, during the famine, he's the one who actually helped his brother and father, uh, brothers and father uh, through a very difficult famine that lasted for several years. Had he not been in that position, they may have perished. Uh, we look at the Apostle Paul, who was beaten, shipwrecked, temporarily blinded. We see all these things that Paul went through, but yet he stayed the course. He stayed true to God. He trusted in God. That's what this bounces to, is our trust in God. You know, we face a lot of tragedy in this world, and uh, we see people committing suicide. We see people uh, going through horrible things, and uh, uh, well, we have to trust in God and know that He is sovereign that he's in control, and even when we're in a situation we do not understand, we must trust and know that God is in control of all things in all situations. And, uh, you know, it really, one thing that, I don't know, I sound like dad, one thing that burns my bacon, as something he always says, is, is are there are the erroneous pastors out there, and Christians alike, who have the false assumption that you automatically go to hell when you commit suicide. That is not true. That nothing be further from the truth. You know, that'd be saying that same thing as saying, well, if um, I die in the in and I'm in the middle of a sin, then I then God's not going to accept me and He's going to send me to hell. It, it doesn't work that way. All right. Now I'm in no stretch of imagination glorifying uh, suicide. By no stretch of imagination, it's wrong. It's taking of a life. And, uh, and, and it brings uh, devastation to all those around them. Uh, it's a selfish act. It is wrong, all right? There's no doubt about it. It's wrong. We shouldn't do it. It's still considered murder. But if you've given your life over to Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So, I don't, you know, so we know where our salvation is at. We know we can keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We know that it is secure and that uh, just because we mess up doesn't mean that God's waiting and ready to jerk the rug out from underneath us and send us to hell. Nothing can be further from the truth, all right? So, you know, because um, I know that I was saved when I attempted suicide. And um, I know that as bad as that was, had I done that, uh, I know that uh, I would have been in heaven. But again, it was wrong. That's not something God wants us to do. And when you're in that deep depression, it's so easy to be in such a dark place. It's hard to see uh, the truth, see the light, see, see God, because we're so inwardly uh, struggling with our own issues. So we need to give that over to God. But, you know, and even in tragedies like that, we don't understand how does that work together for good. And, again, on this side of heaven, we don't know. You know, our idea of good is in the temporal sense of what we see around us and what we're trying to achieve and what we want in this life. 
Uh, but we need to look at the sense of good in God's eyes and the fact that he is in control. He is trustworthy. We trust him in all things and all situations. No matter how bad it is, we trust in him. And, uh, and we need to keep our eyes on that eternal uh, glory that is to come. And no matter how bad things can happen here, we know that there is good in heaven. Even though we may pray for God to heal this person or that person, and you're thinking, well, they died and, and God didn't answer that prayer. They, if they don't Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, they might not have been healed on this side of heaven, but they were healed on the other side of heaven. See what I'm saying? So either way, God didn't answer that prayer. They just, in fact, they were far better off because they get to be in heaven. You know, and I think some people they, they're scared, they're fearful of the things of God, they're fearful of the things they don't know, fearful of the things of heaven. There's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to God. It's the devil, as I've told you before, trying to psych you out, get in your head. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Do not let fear rule and dominate your lives. We know that God is good. We know that He is He has never lied to us, and we can trust in that. That what He has waiting for us. Is is far better than what we have here. This is the nightmare. This is the horror that we're dealing. And for those who do not know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, this is the only heaven they'll ever know, for they will spend eternity in hell fire and damnation and screaming and gnashing of teeth. It'll be the most horrible thing. It's beyond anything we can imagine. But Jesus Christ gives us hope. He gives us the free gift of salvation. It's up to us to accept or to reject. And that's why we can read this with all confidence, that uh, that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that who are called according to his purpose, all right? And that nothing can separate us from love of God. As we read off, you know, it's, it's very interesting that we read this, and then on down towards the end of the chapter, we see that, that uh, God's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's there for us. And he's, he's going to take care of us, all right? Nothing's going to separate us, nor height, nor depth, nor angels, nor principalities. Nothing is going to separate us from the love of God. Nothing will pull you out of his mighty, righteous right hand. So no matter what we're going through each and every day, and we hear this for you, hear, you hear me quote this, you may hear other pastors quote this, and it kind of stings a little bit, you know, and you're in the midst of, of dealing with tragedy, and you're thinking, how in the world does something good come out of this? We don't know. You know, we look at... Um, 9-11 and what a tragedy it was and all the lives that were lost but as a result so many turn who may not have done otherwise as a result turn their eyes towards Jesus Christ turn their eyes to God look how many churches were full uh, when that terrorist attack happened look how many lives come to know Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior as a result of those lives happening not to minimize that loss not to minimize what happened and uh, try to sound like that was uh, you know that that it was insignificant but no such imagination that's a horrible horror uh, that uh, that happened to us here on our own soul uh, but god was able to use that tragedy for that and people say well if god was real then he could have stopped that why didn't he well he could have stopped it yet no reason in the world why he didn't but we live if we want free will we live in a fallen world and bad things are going to happen evil things will happen while we're on this earth and so at least God can use, you know, God don't have to do anything. He doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us a thing. He didn't have to send his only son to die for us. He could have simply let us go to hell, never wipe us off the face of the earth and never want nothing of it. But out of his love and grace, he sent his only son to, to save us and show us the way. And so, you know, even though he allowed this tragedy to happen, he used, he still was able to, to use that 
for our betterment in the in a good uh, for a lot of people in this world. It is tough. It is difficult. And uh, trust me, you know, it's it's easy to sit here and talk about how God can turn something bad into good. And it's hard to feel that way when you're in the midst of that tribulation, when you're in the midst of that storm. And uh, if you've just lost a parent or a child or something like that, and, and you hear these verses, it's just like, you know, it, it can almost evoke anger because you're like, well, how? Why is this? Can this be something good? You know, it, it almost brings you angry. But understand, that's where as Paul and Joseph, in the midst of the most horrible things in the world, we can still have that hope and have that trust in Jesus Christ because nothing, there may be times we feel that we're alone. There may be times we feel like God isn't there, that he is quiet, but God is there and nothing's going to separate us from his love. So no matter what happens, let us keep our eyes on Jesus. Let us keep our trust in him and knowing he has our best interest at heart. Just like that bear whose leg was trapped in that trap and, that, and the hunter was trying to push that back open causing even more pain in order to be free. Sometimes we may have to endure great things in order to be free, but God knows us and he knows our future and he knows what's best for us. So no matter what we go through, trust in him. And so if you're going through loss, particularly through this holiday season, it proves difficult. Uh, when you start focusing on that pain, when you start focusing on that loss, Give it to God. Focus on Him. Focus on His goodness. Focus on His love. Focus on His power. Focus on His strength and His might. Focus on that instead of the pain. And, uh, and I think that you will come out far better trusting in Him, keeping your eyes on Him and not on loss. And if you allow yourself to focus on loss, it puts you down into a depression and starts spiraling even further and further down. That's why we have to keep our eyes on the cross. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and trust in Him. And let him guide us and let him heal us and not push him away. Keep him at arm's length, but embrace him and, uh, and feel secure in what God has to offer us. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you and praise you. Lord, uh, again, thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. And Lord, uh, be with us. Uh, sometimes hard to always understand that all things work together for good. But you know, we know that you love us, that you want to take care of us, and you have our best interest at heart. And Lord, be with those who are struggling this holiday season, those who are going through depression, dealing with loss, be with them, comfort them, help them, and guide them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let us, all of us, uh, be always trusting in you, uh, just as Job trusted in you, just as Paul trusted in you, just as Joseph trusted in you. Let us, no matter what the situation, we trust in you and let your strength fill us and sustain us. Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with our children, bus drivers, teachers, uh, and the Lord, uh, parents. Lord, let them get to school and back safely. They have problems or complications. Let them have a good day. Let these kids enjoy their last few days for Christmas break and not drive the teachers crazy. And Lord, uh, pray that you will be uh, with our active military and our police officers. Let them know their love, needed and appreciated. Lord, pray you be with our president. Bring uh, uh, protection about him and his family. Give him wisdom, long discernment. Let him seek you for all things. Be with this nation, Lord. Let it touch hearts and minds like never before. And Lord, just be with this day. Pray that you bring healing upon my little girl. Let her get to feeling better. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate each and every one of you all that I can't talk today. appreciate each and every one of you all for watching this morning and tuning in. And uh, again, if you want to share these uh, devotions, uh, your friends can add me on Facebook at Dr. Young. 
77. And if they don't do Facebook, they can go on to uh, YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young, and they can add me there and, uh, and, and watch. Or if they want to just listen, they can go to my Apple podcast, The Doc Young Chronicles. And along with the first year, we're going to hit that hard. Got a lot of good ideas and excited about that. I think you will be too. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.